Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. It's the 28th day in January. I'm Michelle Martin. Asia Pacific stocks. Well, following a night of selling on Wall Street overnight, we'll take a look at how they're doing in just a bit. U.S. indices suffered their worst losses in months. The S&P 500 and Nasdaq fell 2.6%. The Dow dropped 2% here in Asia Pacific this morning. Sydney and Seoul down about 2.5%. Tokyo in the red as well. Joining me now to break down all the market action is Pan Jingyi. She's a senior market strategist with IG. Good morning, Jingyi. Good morning, Michelle. U.S. stocks suffered their worst loss since October overnight as the U.S. Federal Reserve issued a glum assessment of the U.S. economy and investors await a number of earnings reports from big tech companies. The tech companies led the sell-off as the Nasdaq dropped more than 2.5%. The losses overnight wiped out all of the S&P 500's gains so far for the year and dropped it into negative territory. So let's start with the Fed, Jingyi. Jerome Powell saying the economic outlook is, quote, highly uncertain and will depend on the path of the coronavirus. He also indicated that interest rates will remain near zero and the Fed will continue to make those monthly bond purchases uh, to the mm. tune of $120 million, billion, excuse me. So um, easy money, low interest rates, that's normally music to investors' ears. So then why the sell-off, Jingyi? Yeah, well, Michelle, certainly that we have seen, as you mentioned, is quite steep drop for the likes of the Dow and the S&P, biggest one day percentage drop dating back to at least October last year. Um, and you preluded as you know, as well, with, we have seen this kind of volatility on Wall Street, uh, but I you know pointing to the Fed, I think it's really just really more of this cautionary tone. Evidently, they have kept interest rates and they, well, the kind of um, just cautionary, cautious outlook, you know, in line with what the market was expecting. But I think, you know, what the IMF themselves had pointed out, what the Fed also said as well, it's just really in terms of the slow rollout of the vaccines, which they're concerned with. And I think on this end itself, it's really just uh, exacerbated the market decline um, that we have seen overnight and likewise leading to a bit of a strengthening of the safe haven US dollar as well. Powell says that the biggest risk to the economy in coming months is doing too little rather than too much. And he played down any concerns that fiscal spending or a loose monetary policy could trigger runaway inflation. Do you think the U.S. Congress will take Powell's comments as a sign to pass that $1.9 trillion U.S. dollar stimulus package proposed by U.S. President Biden? Yeah, Michelle, I think, you know, um, as with um, welfare power, this kind of comments I think has been something we've heard for some time, um, even well in recent of this rhetoric as well. So I think it's not anything new for the U.S. Um, administration. But certainly, I think you know, in line with someone he's worked with, Treasury Secretary uh, Janet Yellen as well. I think the hopes is that this is all going to just reiterate the point. Um, evidently, the market will still be looking to how the Democrats will be able to push that through, or you know, coming in the worst case scenario to just go ahead alone. And I think you know that's what we're still expecting that some fiscal support is going to come back into the picture. We're just waiting for that to well surface um, in one form or another.
I want to turn now to a story that's been dominating market attention this week. I see it's it's actually on my TV screens right now as yeah. well. Uh, questions have even reached Jay Powell and President Biden. I am talking about that skyrocketing nosebleed rise of the video game retailer GameStop. Its shares are now up 1,700% this month. Chamath Palapitaya, the Anota investor, has closed out his positions. But back to GameStop, they've risen from 18 US dollars a share to more than $250. Millions of retail investors encouraged by social media have driven the rise and at the same time put the squeeze on hedge funds that were shorting the stock. And the retail investors, the little guys, have won. A couple of high-profile hedge funds announced that they are calling it quits. Melvin Capital, for one, has been bludgeoned by the Reddit crowd. Tell us more. Yeah, so you mentioned Melvin Capital, Sichuan Research. These are the guys that, you know, has been uh, well, pretty much on the headlines for being burned. And um, I think, you know, the, the backdrop to this is that these are also the ones that are well known for their short positions on GameStop, which we've discussed this week, you know, the brick and mortar um, shop that really, I think, at this point of time, perhaps, you know, in terms of their earnings outlook isn't so positive. So they are really betting on this, but instead, you know, I think, you know, this came all together, this kind of, what I would say, you know, there's all these emotions in the market and perhaps, you know, with the likes of GameStop, we're seeing the pinnacle of which and that, you know, all together, the need to cover well their short positions has seen to them really suffering huge losses to the point of, well, calling it quits, you know, like, you, like the, the way we're seeing it. All right, I want to take a step back for a moment. Give us a quick primer on the tactic that is being employed by these retail investors so our listeners understand what a classic short squeeze is. I mean, how does it work? Mm, so, well, pretty much we are seeing well, with these hedge funds, they, they, they do actually engage in well complex trading for the matter. And one of it includes well short selling, which means that you're borrowing shares to sell. Um, and in this case, you know, what happened with the retail um, investors in this sense really is quite a lot of this uh, collective, uh, well, I should say, communication to actually keep buying the stock and therefore seeing prices, um, well, pretty much seeing this kind of rapid increase in terms of the price and due to the fact that you know when the shot well, in this case if you think about it it's just a lot of people having to rush the doors in order to cover some of the losses the squeeze uh, you know that we're seeing um and um, pretty much due to the fact that there's really a, perhaps a lack of you know this kind of supply and excess of demand as well for the stock that actually seems to a lot faster um, move for the price that's perhaps you know more than its usual trading range so that we know I think pretty much is what we have seen with this short squeeze on GameStop. Even as retailers investors note that GameStop is soaring amidst this short squeeze they've been targeting other companies this week as well. The cinema chain AMC for one is up nearly 840%. It seems that many investors are in a sense following Warren Buffett's advice buy what you know. So they're targeting companies whose business models may not be attractive to Wall Street but are familiar to consumers. What do you think of it? Does this all make sense now or is all this activity really a sign that the markets have peaked? 
First, Michelle, I think, you know, what's interesting in a lot of discussion that came through is that, yes, I think with what's happening with the pandemic right now, uh, perhaps more people desperately have um, time on their hands to really look at what's going on. And I think, you know, in this sense itself, it's just led to this kind of, uh, I, I would, you know, classify frenzy, but I think it's really at this point of time very selected. You know, you mentioned uh, GameStop, well, AMC, Troy Nokia for the matter. These have been the ones that do, have seen to quite a bit of volatility in their price, a sharp increase. So um, I do I do see this as, you know, just a bit of a sign that this had been around this kind of incidents we're seeing, but I don't think this is, you know, to a large extent extending to the broad market as well. Um, there is, after all, a positive outlook that we are seeing for the broad market, for the economic recovery, so I think that's the picture. Um, but, you know, definitely in terms of these guys that we've just talked about, the earnings altogether doesn't justify this, so I think this is what we're seeing perhaps at the peak of it. Um, you know, over time, I do think this is also going to um, just really pass and I think historically that have, like you know, in the late 90s that have been the case as well mm-hmm. with some of these chat rooms. She's Panjing Yi, I'm Michelle Martin, and you are with us here on Money FM 89.3. The sharp rise in GameStop and AMC shares have led investment platforms like TD Ameritrade to place restrictions on the buying and selling of these shares. In particular, they are reducing or eliminating margin trading, requiring investors to front the entire cost of their transactions in advance. I want to turn now to corporate earnings. There are a number of big-name companies to get through this morning, so we're going to do it game show style. I'll name a company. Jingyi will tell us how they're doing. Are you ready, Jingyi? Yep, sure. Let's go. Facebook. Yeah, so Facebook is one that suddenly beats in terms of their earnings. Um, I think this is not a surprise, particularly during this pandemic period. Um, but, you know, that being said as well, they have also been undergoing some of the regulatory pressure and whatnot. And that certainly, I think, you know, one of the headlines talking about the impact from Apple privacy changes. So that altogether actually hasn't seen to Facebook prices increasing despite the bid, and we have seen it down about 1.9% in after hours trade. The social media giant's earnings are up, but it is warning that a change in Apple's operating system could hurt its ad business. Next, Apple. Yeah, so Apple is also another one that, you know, of the big tech fang names that's been seen uh, delivering positive revenue. But uh, once again, I think we have just seen really the market sentiment perhaps not taking too well to this. And Apple is down about 3% in after hours. Yep. Apple reporting a blowout quarter. The iPhone maker has booked more than 100, million, 100 billion US dollars in quarterly revenue for the first time. Next, Tesla. Well, Tesla is another one that I think in the market looking very closely, but um, I think it's so far been reported to be made. So what we have seen with Tesla um, is that they have actually surpassed in terms of their earnings um, at 80 cents. Oh, sorry, I should say they surpassed in terms of their revenue at 10.74 billion, but in terms of their earnings, 80 cents adjusted versus the $1.03 that the market was expecting um, had actually seen to the market, which is really punishing Tesla a little bit at this point after I was trade down more than about 5%. Yeah, Tesla reporting its first ever profitable year, though. The company earned more than 700 million US dollars on the back of electric car sales in China and Europe. But as you say, its fourth quarter earnings have fallen short of Wall Street expectations. Next, Boeing. 
Yeah, so Boeing is one, however, I think, you know, we are just, we are seeing it to be not doing so positive. And with Boeing, they have actually rec- uh, posted record loss. Um, and I think what we have seen in this pandemic period, I don't think that comes across as a surprise. Um, but over and above, of course, their earnings are um, just really the kind of disappointment that we are seeing. I think just market is also punishing many of this kind of growth-sensitive um, stocks and that Boeing actually is under pressure. That record loss that Jingyi mentioned for Boeing going to the tune of nearly 12 billion US dollars for last year. UBS Asia-Pacific, Jingyi. Yeah, so bringing one a little bit closer to home, um, what I think you know we have seen on Business Times here is that they have posted record growth in assets and pre-tax profits. Uh, but really, I think just really having seen what we have had with the U.S. earnings, for example, this continued trend in terms of wealth management has continued as for UBS being heavy on this. Mm. It's been a bit of a positive um, well, picture here. Mm. UBS Asia Pacific has had a banner year. The assets under its management jumped by more than $100 billion U.S. dollars. And finally, AT&T. Yeah, so AT&T um, also have well this HBO Max, as we know, and one of the popular streaming, um, or I should say maybe just on this channel, um, well, owner for that matter. And they did have Wonder Woman, which I really like. Um, and that, I think, you know, have seen quite a bit of uh, positive traction for them. So that is a positive, yeah. I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. Have you seen it? You need to see it. I will, absolutely. Let's check in on local stocks now. The Straits Times Index rallied yesterday as it clawed back some of Tuesday's losses. It finished up a bit less than half a percent at 29.58. Jingyi, how is the STI doing this morning? Is it holding on to those gains or trading lower in line with other markets? Yeah, well, so Michelle, if you preluded to us earlier, you know, it's been a situation of uh, just some of the cautionary tone that came through from the Fed from your IMF. Um, but over and above that market, just growing a little bit concerned with some of the hedge funds that may actually need to sell some of their holdings in order to cover this kind of losses that they are experiencing right now with uh, some of the speculative um, stocks for that matter. So on this end itself, we are seeing well, the Asia region really taking after Wall Street uh, with quite a bit of pressure. Early movers, Nikkei, ASX down more than 1%. In fact, the ASX 200 is down about 2.3% on my screen, quite a bit of a steep loss. So for the Straits Times Index, the local market here, we are seeing prices down about um, 38 points or 1.3% to 2,920. Um, just, you know, one thing that we've been pointing out to clients this morning as well is just watching, you know, where it's going for the Straits Times Index. Um, quite a bit of uh, support, at least I think, you know, coming at 2,900, 2,910 area um, that seems to be holding the well, market so far. But I think, you know, just really at this point of time, the sentiment isn't, well, it's on the risk of side, and that's the picture across the Asia. Thanks very much, Jingyi, Senior Market Strategist with IG there, Pan Jingyi. I'm Michelle Martin, and you are with me here on Singapore's most influential radio station, Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.